This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. So welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your host, Matt Scalina. And we've got an excellent episode for you today. We always do, yeah. We've got uh, another area profile episode where we're talking to Renee Horston. Did I say that correctly? That's right. Horston. Horston. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's, she, she taught it to us today. It's Houston uh, with an R. Houston uh, with an R. I'm still not sure if we're doing it right, but Renee was kind <laughs> enough to speak to us. Uh, and she's a sales representative for Ani, uh, the one developer. Of the, one, one of the, the largest developers that we have in this city. And yeah, uh, and they've been doing a ton of work along the Main Street Corridor, in and around Olympic Village, uh, Southeast False Creek, and the False Creek Flats, where Renee has really spent the last couple of years uh, in the trenches, essentially. She's a staple in the displaced center there at, uh, at Main the Terminal. corner of Main and Terminal. Yeah, which right? is now now shut down. They've sold out, but... But we, when we were trying to think of who to speak to about the False Creek Flats, Renee was basically the only person well, we, we came. We up thought with. about talking to the city, but then we were like, "Ah, Renee." Think, think Renee <laughs> might know. Yeah, she's a, she definitely knows what she's talking about, and she's yeah. and she's a very entertaining lady as well. Absolutely so. fun to talk to. Yeah. So um, we'll be talking to Renee today, and uh, you know she's with again a. a a develop a key developer in the in the southeast yeah, false creek and flats well and and the lower mainland more generally but um but first maybe what we should do is talk a little bit about what's going on in the area the flats because we talked about how the viaducts are coming down and kind of the future of northeast false creek so with holly Sovdi, yeah with holly Sovdi from the city three. 
Yeah. So if you haven't heard that, actually go back and have a listen because that's a really excellent episode that will kind of give you a sense of, of what's happening in Northeast Falls Creek. And one of the things we talked about in, in that uh, episode was how interconnected Chinatown will become with downtown and Gastown and and Southeast Falls Creek. And because of the viaducts coming down and, and this area, the Falls Creek Flats, is is essentially going to be an extension. But I, I, I think this is... Uh, deserves its own its own focus for sure because for sure. it's a it's a different area and it's uh, really exciting. So first of all, Matt, when we're talking about the flats, where exactly is that located? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, it's uh, Main Street, bordered by Prior to Clark to Great Northern Way. So if you, okay. if you in your mind's eye, so right Main now, Street is the furthest kind of western west, point. Exactly. Okay. Prior is north. Yep. Clark is east. And Great Northern Way to the south, so okay. it's that area that is um, essentially railroad tracks, a lot of city-owned land below uh, Strathcona, uh, um, above kind of the Main Street corridor. Yeah, exactly. And and that area is uh, for anyone who's listened to anything we've ever said on this podcast about the city pushing east seems wildly underutilized, and I think the city recognizes that. Yep. And whether or not it's going to be all condo towers, which it does not appear like that's actually the the plan at all. Uh, they're looking to you know turn it into uh, uh, a much more um, useful and uh, kind of engaging space for for employment, but also for education and the arts. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, the other thing is that we're actually right on when you think about the west side of the city, kind of pushing east. This literally is the front lines, right? I well, mean, exactly, and it's and it's right now it's railroad tracks and and uh, warehouses. So uh, it's, it can't, it's an obvious. It, it, it can't an, stay that way. Very no, long, no, right? and it's an obvious spot. But uh, so let's get to exactly how the city, what the city's goals are for this area. Right. So number one, Adam, it's it's going to be a site for green and innovative tech. What so, do you think? What do, what do they mean by that? Well, the the thing that I really so obviously green innovation, which is is very interesting, and it goes along with kind of the progressive approach of our city. Mm-hmm. Um, but more interesting, I think, is is that they want to make this an exciting and engaging space for tech companies in yeah. the city, right? So um, think of like companies like Hootsuite and and startups and that sort of thing. Yeah, we're going to be creating office spaces that uh, that provide basically space for tech companies. And what we'll likely see as a result of that is a professional class uh, moving moving into this area to be close to work. Well, that's well, that's the thing is that if there's going to be a highly educated population moving into this area for work, uh, a lot of those people, of course, are going to be from Vancouver. But as uh, everyone knows in the tech world, uh, often people are international. Right, they're looking for new places. No one wants to commute. I think this is a real boon for for the False Creek Flats and the uh, the surrounding areas for sure. And number two is actually, which has been everyone seems to be talking about this, the the relocation of St. Paul's Hospital from right. downtown to this new just, larger space, yeah, a just, massive area where they can expand the St. Paul's Hospital. Yeah, exactly, just north of the Via Rail uh, Station. Right. right. So there's a anyone who's been in. Uh, 
125 mil Ross, the the Bose at 2005. Exactly, yeah, Creekside over uh, on Mill Ross. Uh, you can see a, a massive area just to the north of the the northeast. Yeah, yeah, just to the northeast of the of of that where the building's located, and um, that's where that's going. And of course, from a real estate perspective, very similar to the green and innovative technology. I mean, hospitals bring in doctors nurses uh and uh, service industry uh, that actually uh, supports any uh i was gonna say a wealth of other of a wealth of other employees for sure who are going to be uh working in the area and uh potentially living we'll just look at it like an area like fairview slopes right where you have vgh which which basically is such a large landmass it it's it it takes up half of the area i know a lot of people in the fairview area are either doctors or nurses that want to be close to work and it's kind of like what you were saying earlier well, about yeah. how you know i just spoke to a a doctor yesterday uh who's who's looking for a townhome and his the main criteria he provided was i'm going to be working at the children's hospital i need to be within a 15 minute uh radius to get to work right. uh, in the middle of the night uh, outside of rush hour traffic. So uh, you think of St. Paul's Hospital, that's going to be a massive complex. Right. Um, you know, there's going to be a ton of people that are looking to live within 15 minutes. Yep, for sure, for sure. So, so number three is arts and education. So let's first talk about arts. So the, the city really has big plans for this to be an area where there's galleries, artist studios. Uh, well, and, they've, and they already exist there. Right. That's yeah. that's one thing is that um, there's already artist studios, there's already galleries, uh, and that's an attractive part of uh, the area. And I think the city just wants to, uh, if anything, increase and increase the digital arts as well, for sure. And that's where um, education comes in. We're finishing each other's sandwiches again. <laughs> um, so you think about like an area where, or you think about the new BCIT and Emily Carr campuses, the satellite campuses for UBC and SFU. Yeah. So focusing on kind of the digital arts. And anyone who drives down Great Northern Way in and out of the city or on a regular basis sees that the Emily Carr School going up there is, yep. is they're making leaps and bounds. Very uh, cool And there's looking going building to be, too. at least according to Renee, I think she was saying fifteen to 1,700 uh, students and faculty moving in that area. So. Wow. It's, um, so if you actually just think, like, s- take a step back and think about all the people from the tech industry, yeah. all the people from the hospital, and all the students that are going to be living in that area, it's it's a little overwhelming almost. Right, right. You know? It starts, uh, Red Truck Breweries move in there a year, year well, and a half ago, starts, starts to look like a first real things, smart move. Yeah. First things first, <laughs> let's get the craft beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 no kidding, first signs. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, and then the last the last thing that the city kind of highlights, although there's there's probably more more things to consider, but transportation yeah. um, is kind of the, the major transportation hub. So in between VCC, Clark, SkyTrain, and also the Main Street Science World uh, well, platform. Well, and the, the key consideration here is those railroad tracks uh, that are moving east and west in this area, they're still active. Uh, there has to be uh, some sort of new transportation through this area and the question is what it's going to be it looks like and especially with you know uh, some of these infrastructure dollars from the federal government that potentially there's going to be that new SkyTrain line out to UBC that's going to stop at the Emily Carr 
um, campus right between what is Ani's Canvas and and Emily Carr and head out to Broadway and on to UBC. Right. So starting at the commercial platform and then kind of working its way out to UBC. So, you know, and and, uh, that, of course, at least on our end right now, is speculation. But um, with all of these developments, there, there has to be... Uh, some new transportation networks uh, created, and sure. undoubtedly, you know, the city's going to be looking to public transportation, and it's uh, it it almost you know it, the I, story I, I writes hes- itself. I was going to say I hesitate to say it's inevitable, but um, something akin to that is inevitable. I think for sure. So, and just to kind of recap, so this actually falls in line with the interview that we've already had with Holly, Holly Sovdi where we're talking about the viaducts coming up down and we're talking about basically kind of what this means for a specific area. And if we had to highlight kind of six things, um, just as a recap, one is definitely more connectedness. Yeah, for sure. And okay. and Falls Creek Flats just connects to that area we've talked about. Exactly. Before. So especially with the viaducts coming down, it kind of just opens everything up. It connects Vancouver. It connects uh, communities that previously weren't waterfront to water. Mm-hmm. Um, it connects uh, more, obviously, more transportation, more industry. Um, it's just overall, it's it just a better flow of kind of human traffic and livability, right? Um, two, it makes areas more desirable. So this is clearly going to be now an area where uh, you, you're going to have some of the best restaurants, probably some of uh, some great places to have a drink, um, office space, um, good commercial space, good shopping, good arts and culture. Well, and let's let's just think about this. Two years ago, this was literally train tracks and warehouses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about it right now. I mean, yeah. we've this is leaps and bounds, and it's so clear right now that this is going to be such a cool place to be. For sure. Um, so in, in terms of desirability, I think, yeah, the writing's on the wall. And an increased population, number three. So increased population, think about just, you know, what we've already kind of covered, which is all the new employees, students coming to the area. And and, and coming to the area and wanting to, and working in the area, which of course is a, is a boon in and of itself, but also wanting to live nearby, right? Yep. So the only areas are this area itself uh, and what exists, but also the Main Street Corridor right. and, and uh, uh, Southeast Falls Creek, Olympic Village. Those are kind of the areas, I think, that, that are really going to see... Um, you know, an explosion due to the, due to the development in the in the flats, right? And obviously, with an increased population, you're seeing more commercial space, more offices, which is number four, number five, and number six kind of coincide together. Here, we've got number five is higher rents. So, for investors, for sure, yeah. you know, obviously, you have this huge influx of people that want to live in the area, be close to work, or to just be close to where there's a general buzz, right? Yeah, a nice place to be, nice so place it, to live. It won't be uncommon to start seeing what we're getting throughout the rest of Vancouver, $3 a foot, um, you know, as per our conversation with Sarah Penman, yeah. and potentially even higher. And, and yeah, I was going to say, and, and this area already sees, you know, $3 a foot, I would say. Um, you know, I'm not a problem property manager but for the most part you better preface that yeah <laughs> i'm also not a building inspector <laughs> but uh and and to kind of tie this up loosely like the reason that we th- that we're doing this area profile in the first place is because we think it's a good investment we think that there's a great opportunity to see some serious capital appreciation 
on your investment yeah. and see property prices And to be up. clear, we both have clients who bought into Canvas. We both have clients who bought into Block 100. And, uh, you know, it was a good investment then. I think it's a great investment now. And to f- cap it off before we speak to Renee, I think it is, it's a good idea to talk exactly because we it was the interview at times is a little bit insider baseball we talk uh in in the way that everybody you know we assume everybody knows where these projects are so just to be clear block 100 and canvas are the two oni projects that renee sold uh spent a lot of time selling over the last couple of years right canvas so canvas is located exactly where on east first right beside the new emily car school and if you drive down great northern way you can see there's two it's like almost scotia and east first right yeah yeah and you can see the two the two five six story it's a wood frame building Uh, it's going up right now it's actually near completion um so that's the one project she's talking about and what she calls canvas phase two is actually Great Northern Way, which is Great Northern Way, not the street, but the new Ani project that we know very little about. But which is which, actually on first. Which is on East first, yeah, right. exactly. So it's sometimes referred to as Canvas Phase 2, sometimes Great Northern Way. Regardless, a lot of people are excited about it. And then Block 100 is on the corner of, it's on the east side of Quebec. It's also near completion. What is it, I East think first? It's first and Main. First in Maine, yeah. So it's in between Maine and Quebec, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's uh, all the the notes we need to uh, sure. And to what cut we'll do is Maine. we'll we'll have uh, more information in our show notes if you want to have a look. And uh, if again, if you have any questions about any of these projects, feel free to contact Matt or myself, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll have uh, our numbers and everything at the end of the show. Enjoy our conversation with Renee Worsten. Enjoy. All right, we're here with Renee Hurston. Hurston. Hurston, the sales sales representative from Ani. Thanks for joining us, Renee. Thanks very much for having me. My pleasure. All right, so we usually start with just a general question. Who are you and what do you do? I am, well, they used to call me the dream maker because I make <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> but that's in real estate. So I've been uh, licensed since 1999, but I've been in sales for probably 20 years prior to that um, and been working all over the world. I've been licensed in the States as well as in, in uh, BC and uh, love my job, love making dreams come true. Were you, you used to work as a, an independent uh, no, I worked with S&P, so um, S&P did a lot of work with um, more resort end of the real estate, high-end high real estate. I worked up at Whistler, uh, worked over on the island. I worked in Mexico, worked in Colorado, was licensed wow. in Colorado, uh, worked in St. Martin. That was nice. That was a sweet job. <laughs> and I actually came back here for the Olympics in 2010 and uh, got chatting with Ani, and they said, yeah, you're not going back to St. Martin. And I went, what? <laughs> I've been here with them ever since. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. And so, so it sounds like you've been basically since day one, you've been in, in sort of the real estate sales? Well, I, when I was 19, I was starting to take the course, and uh, I was actually doing some modeling and whatnot, and I was a fit model for pulse jeans. <laughs> what? 
Man, we should, have, dude, we should have another, maybe a second episode of I just the backstory of Renee. I can't believe we're going down this road. <laughs> and uh, anyways, the, that turned into kind of a full-time job at the at the Showmart building, which is no longer at the Showmart building. It's now the FX building, I think. But it would be wholesale clothing to the um, retail stores here in the city and, and across Canada. And uh, was there for a while, and was on my one, many motor, one of my many motorcycles, and got hit by a car, and ended up in the concussion. And one thing led to another, and I ended up in real estate with Ani. Well, with S and P, and then with Ani. And then with Ani. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do feel like we're we're missing out there's on an a opportunity lot of, by skipping over. There's this. a lot of backstories there. Yeah. <laughs> about 14 Harleys worth of lo- yeah. backstories there. So back to the modeling jeans. <laughs> I was the butt girl for... <laughs> yeah. They used to call me the keister. Yeah, we'll add that in. Yeah, they used to call <laughs> Matt Meester keister. <laughs> Okay. So you've you've been with Ani since 2010. Which which projects have you worked? I've been very blessed to work on some pretty incredible projects. I think we started with uh, Mark downtown, which was one of the tallest towers. That was a pretty um, amazing uh, opportunity. Uh, we also did The Social, which is kind of in the southeast Falls Creek area, and V6A, kind of opposite sides. And those were interesting properties as well. We were probably one of the first um, developers to move into the Chinatown area, and it was an interesting experience. We didn't find a lot of our overseas market were interested in that market at all. It uh, was more kind of local um, local people kind of moving into that Soho-type feeling, and uh, they've done very well. Obviously, that's yeah. changed. That demographics has changed a lot in that area now, so we're seeing a lot more uh, interest in that area. Um, social was a was a great project um, and has proven to be a really good building from a resale point of view. Most of the people that we sold to were end users, so not a lot of investors, um, people kind of investing in themselves. We did bigger homes um, and a lot of realtors purchased in there. A lot of them brought kind of their favorite clients. And to this day, we still have a lot of original owners in that building. If something comes up, it doesn't it's not in the market for more than a minute a lot of the times they even disappear from the inside of other people knowing that there's something on the market from that building and they tell their friends and more friends are in there so it's those are both great experiences and it's funny now that rents have actually caught up to the downtown core now in that area as well sure the the next building pretty iconic was the skybridge tower central that's, you know, Ani's signature on the landscape for the next 100 years. Mm-hmm. Skybridge Tower, you know, seconds from the waterfront. Um, again, a building where uh, we see a lot of end users that purchased in there, but it was a mix of, of investor and end users. The investors certainly did well. That area, from, from a rental point of view, you know, we're seeing stuff at $2,400 for a 650-square-foot one-bed unfurnished. So those are really, you know, benchmark um, rental incomes, but we attract a very professional clientele that loves that area, access to the water, access to everything we love about Vancouver. We can see the mountains, we've got the waterfront, and then lifestyle component to that is huge in that area. Right. Right. So, so you've, you've been doing Ani projects since 2010. I was just curious about your impression of the market uh, recently. 
Well, it depends on who you're talking to, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only way you can screw the mark up right now is is to have not purchased in it. Um, you know, you're going to end up being a coulda, woulda, shoulda. But what's interesting about all of that is people keep saying, and I hear it over and over and over again, and I will continue to hear it, you know, it's it's going to pop, it's going to pop, it's going to pop. Right. And, you know, the reality is, is we're an international city. We're, we're, a, we're not unlike New York and San Francisco in the sense where, you know, their price points are at a point now where people don't purchase there. They only rent, and it's not unusual to spend $5,000. Right? Yeah, your entire life. Like, you're Renting. just you're saving for you know your next margarita, <laughs> <And> <laughs> that sort of thing. Because young people can't afford necessarily to 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 think of it as ownership. It's rental, and they spend five thousand dollars a month for a one bed, and they have more of a lifestyle component as opposed to you know start being house poor. So I'm seeing it kind of trending more towards that. Uh, we're definitely seeing more of a lift in in condos now kind of catching up a little bit to to the home prices. So, you know, it's an interesting concept. I thought my son was going to, you know, potentially have a bank of mom and dad, and now he's going to have to wait till I die. <laughs> Sorry, Nash. <laughs> but, but, but your son, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, your son bought, did he buy in Canvas? No, I wish he did. Yes. <laughs> wish I had for him. I bought in Canvas, and I we were going to look to invest in Canvas Phase 2 for him, um, but, you know, it's not on the market as of yet. There's a lot of interest in it. Um, the reality is, is Bank of Mom and Dad kind of is the reality. Uh, now, if somebody, if, you know, Nash's age you know, mid-20s, wants to buy a residence, that's, that is the only way it's mm-hmm, going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So we actually, so Matt and I have known you for years, but we've, you know, we've worked on several different projects, but Canvas comes to mind as one project that we work together quite consistently on. Um, so Canvas, can you, can you give us a kind of a backstory about the, the building and the project and the area? Well, Canvas is a, it's a, not only a vibrant-looking building, it's going to be a very vibrant-living building as well. Um, it's part of the kind of art district in the flats. Uh, I purchased there myself because I wanted something east of Main Street, a little quieter, a little, des- little less population um, in that area as well. Uh, it had a real community neighborhood feel, which was super exciting about that, and more so than any other building I've ever done, um, is that... You know, I sold you, and then you sold your brother, and then your brother brought in his girlfriend, and his girlfriend brought her stepfather, and on and on and on and on it went. So for every one residence I sold, that person sold three more for me. So it it was an organically seated building that just kind of happened, and it happened in such a great way. We have a lot of Ani... Um, past purchasers in the building who've bought in the area from VSA or from social or from other um, other buildings we have uh, a number of family units I have one nine fa- nine people in one family have bought in canvas wow. which is super interesting I even have an ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend that bought in canvas because they still communicate and she thought she'd let him in on this great deal so it what's turned out to be, I'd say, probably 95% of the building is owner-occupied, which is a huge number. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Yeah, crazy. But here's a crazier number. 
48% of them know one another, and some of them know a dozen people. Like, we've got five guys in the same hockey team. We've got uh, four people from the same wedding party. We've got six guys from, um, you know, from the same industry. Uh, we've got probably a dozen people, dozen realtors, and they didn't bring clients. They brought family and friends for the most part. So it's going to be a fun building, and it'll be okay. hard to get into because I didn't buy to resell. I'm going to die and give mine to my son. <laughs> so, so I think that there's a lot of people that bought to, to live in, and so you, unless they're moving up into canvas phase two, you, I don't think you see stuff come up on the market very often, which is great. So I remember when you guys launched canvas uh certain people and i know you know you sold it sold very quickly it was very uh the prices were very attractive um but what i remember was certain people had trouble imagining it it seemed a little east uh Mm -hmm. a little far east for people and i'm wondering how you uh how you what type of changes you've seen in the in the neighborhood well, I mean, I agree. There were certainly people that had a, a bit of a pushback to east of Main Street. But west of Main Street is a busy place. And, right. you know, it's a destination. So whether your kids are coming to get their face painted or whether it's the Dragon Boat races or whether it's shopping, it's a busy place. And, you know, if if people were coming to my house, I want them to be able to park up front and actually come in instead of drive around for 15 minutes and go, yeah, it's, Screw it! I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> so it had more of that neighborhood feel, but there was definitely a pushback to for a lot of people that didn't kind of understand that or have where, the where vision. Where going? Yeah. yeah. And now, I mean, if if you drive by uh, Canvas now, they're putting the red on the building, and there's some shocking sort of colors, and it's very fun. It's very vibrant. When the greenery gets in, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. You've got the red truck there. Um, there's red other truck brewery. Yeah, red truck breweries coming. Yeah. Um, Emily Carr is being built right now uh, the Center for Digital Media Art that is Vancouver's art district the mm-hmm. Equinox Gallery is there Monty Clark Gallery is there there's a lot of people that you know saunter up and down First Avenue there's a lot of little gallery spaces that are there um, the flats are going to be kind of a cool spot you know it's more of the sort of attitude if there's a little bare piece of land there's probably a sunflower seed going to grow on it soon <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just kind of the way that that area is um but that whole area i mean there's so much exciting things going to happen the the georgia wharf and the hospital coming where are those people going to live um it's a killer place to have invested and if you have the opportunity to i think that really is a pretty exciting um location right yeah what, what strikes me is that when you think back to um, when it first launched to now, it seems it's so obvious now. Yeah, it's I mean, such a no-brainer. If you had pushback then, if you came in today, you could be a Pied Piper with a triangle of people behind you, all just waiting to put pen to paper, and yeah. we we wouldn't be able to sell them fast enough. So, right. I mean, that's the reality. There is a huge void in the market. I mean, Block 100 was very similar. Block 100 started off as a real slow, steady pace, and towards the end, just it was on just, the east side of Quebec. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a three-minute walk between the two of them. It's maybe a twenty-seven-second drive. So, it being too far, <laughs> canvas being too far away, never made sense to me. Right. I'd rather make that walk. Could use the exercise as well. <laughs> it's funny though. That's kind of how Vancouverites are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're very very specific about the areas that work and the areas that mm-hmm. maybe don't make sense, right? Yeah. It's true. Um, so, but I, you know, Matt and I definitely saw the potential, and I think a lot of our clients that bought there, I think they're they're feeling pretty good about yeah, their purchase no now. Yeah. I would say, 
easily half the people that bought in Canvas have expressed interest in the Great Northern Way coming soon, which is uh, on the north side of First Avenue. So super quiet. Um, it's going to have some pretty amazing views. Uh, First Avenue, I could literally lie in the street and I'd get run over by a bicycle. It's that quiet of a street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest anybody do that. But <laughs> it's a, it, it's, Maybe after a red truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's a pretty quiet little location. It definitely has that neighborhood sort of feel. Um, what's kind of cool about that flats, just that the name itself, is not a ton of huge towers. And so our mountains are ginormous. And, uh, and you're, what, seven seconds from the waterfront. You're right. on the seawall. Uh, everything we know and love about Vancouver is represented in that area. So it's, it's going to be a great place to, definitely a great place to land. Wow. Wish I'd bought three more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So just to elaborate, so by Great Northern Way, you mean that an upcoming project by Ani? Yeah, Ani has a, a section in there uh, coming soon on the website, and it has you know various uh, projects that are coming up. We've got Tawasson, uh, Gilmore Station, um, uh, Allwood Place in uh, Abbotsford. So those are coming soon. Great Northern Way is one of those properties. I call it Canvas Phase 2 but it's actually under the website as Great Northern Way. It's not actually on Great Northern Way, uh, but it's certainly uh, in the area. So on First Avenue, north of First. So it's just north of, of Canvas. Yeah, it's for it's uh, First and Thornton, which is in between Emily Carr, uh, Equinox Gallery, and the Red Truck Brew Company. So it's right. It's the dog park right next to the Red Truck Brew Company. So can we get any, uh, for the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast, any inside scoop on this one? Well, get behind me. <laughs> All I know is that you're behind me <laughs> in line. Um, don't have any details on it as of yet. It's a little bit early. Uh, we're certainly love to fast track that property because there's a huge uh, void of product in that area. Um, there's been some pretty successful launches with um, Epic kind of right. in and yeah, out. Yeah, Epic West. Yeah. Ellsworth is... Ellsworth uh, is next to kind of disappear, so... You know, if we had three towers there, we'd we'd certainly be excited. So w- nobody wants it there more than we do. It's just waiting for the city. And any, it's, or sorry, I was just going to say, any sense of if it's going to be concrete, air conditioned? Is it? Don't know heights or anything like that, but it's okay. definitely something that you want to, um, you know, register for. Right. But don't register under Canvas Phase Two because that's not on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling everybody. I've been telling everybody about Canvas that's Phase Two. That's because I've been yeah. telling you about Canvas Phase <laughs> Two. I guess, phase I, guess two. I can sell CanvasPhase Two dot com. Yeah, which I- <laughs> exactly. Lock that one up yeah. <laughs> before Mike Stewart does. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be editing that. Yeah. <laughs> Great Northern Wind yeah. coming soon. Right. <laughs> Right. So you've covered, you've kind of touched on this, but I maybe I'll just ask again. Um, so, so why is Southeast Falls Creek, in, in, in from your perspective, such an exciting area for for end users and also investors? Well, I think we're close to downtown, but we're not. And so, what I saw um, when we first started in the area, yeah, Olympic Village, it was a lot of the Yelltown people that are original purchasers of Yelltown that wanted to get out of the downtown core. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of that. So we're close to downtown, but we're not actually in the core. You know, if you love a lifestyle component to this, the seawall, you know, there's nothing better. You can jump on a ferry boat and head to Demon Street and you're, you know, you're at Stanley Park. So there's just, it's a lifestyle component, not just sticks and bricks there. 
but it, it does attract a higher-end professional sort of clientele there. So from the investor's point of view, you know, you're probably not going to get $2,600 a month for a one-bed that's unfurnished in the West End or Kitsilano. Uh, but we get it all day long there. Yeah. So, you know, being close to transit, you don't necessarily need a vehicle. Um, certainly couples could, could pair down to one vehicle um, with having the transport there. It's easy peasy. Well, and I remember from over the period in which I was showing up at the uh, presentation center, you had numbers on what types of rents you yeah. were getting. Well, we started it, I remember $3. You were, yeah, you were talking and about $3. And people were like, what? <laughs> exactly. People were blown away. And then by the end, yeah. I mean, the rents had, had yeah. shot up. Well, we at Evan, uh, which is on his rental property on Great Northern Way, um, you know, their two beds were 390 a square foot. So that's wow. not an air-conditioned Jeez. building. It's low rise. And, you know, we don't need to kind of talk about the Airbnb thing. But, yeah. you know, that has supply and demand. You know, if you can't afford to buy, you got to rent. And if you can't afford to rent, you're going to have to move somewhere else because that's just what they are. What does uh, what does the future, from your perspective, look like for Southeast Falls Creek? And and maybe another question here: now, Has it peaked? No, I don't think it has. I don't think it has. I mean, look at the hospital that's coming. That's yeah. huge. And look how many people will be employed at that hospital. And we'll be looking for, you know, they're not going to want to have to come in from, they're going to want to live in the area and, you know, hop, skip and jump to work. Mm -hmm. They work really long hours. They have no life. They typically don't have pets because they would die because they work, you know, seven days in a row, 14 hour, 19 hour, 20 hour shifts. They're the perfect renter. (laughs) And if you're going to invest in the area, you're going to need places to be able to stay, right? On top of that, there's 1,500 staff, uh, teachers, faculty coming into, students coming into um, Emily Carr as well. Like, those are, like, they're on either side of the False Creek area, southeast False Creek area, and the flats. And that's a huge push for the future. Um, Georgia Wharf, again, it's going to be one of the destinations you're going to bring people to if you're coming to Vancouver. It's just like Grouse Mountain, Stanley Park, Georgia Wharf. Mm-hmm. The viaducts are coming down. So, you know, do you think that real estate is going to be any less expensive than the real estate that we're doing right now? I don't think so. I mean, you're you're right. You're you're in God's country. <laughs> Your mountains and the water and everything you need from a lifestyle component is right there. Right. Right. And you're not sitting in traffic trying to get to work. You're two stops on the SkyTrain, right? And then the, you know, the Clark line again out to UBC potentially in the future. That's just growth, 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 growth. So I don't think so. See, uh, I'm sold. <laughs> Come back and see me again. Canvas Phase Two. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. <laughs> exactly. So so Ani has a bit of a reputation for community building they go into an area where maybe people don't see the potential and they redevelop the area and they put in commercial space and and they essentially create a community mm-hmm. what are some maybe some future hot spots uh, do you have any sense of where ani's going uh, where where our listeners could potentially watch yeah. for cur- current and potential investments yeah what, well, what are you excited about I, i'm certainly excited about gilmore station which is going to come down the pipe sometime hopefully this year um you know that's an exciting location as well and it's exactly that same sort of you know 
big picture. Um, getting it early into something like that, again, is where you want to be. So definitely get onto the website or contact your local Scalina Brothers. <laughs> get in line. <laughs> I'll do the rest. Um, there's also development in Tawasson, um that I think is, is very interesting as well. Um, this year, probably Abbotsford for Ani. And then we've got great stuff coming down the pipe, 57th and can be, but that's probably not. Um, that's kind of after these ones. That's a ways out, yeah. Because that's ways been out, in the but news yeah, quite a bit recently. Yeah. Also, a lot of excitement for something like that as well. Yeah. So there's definitely. I mean, Ani's never. The wheel never stops turning. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of are you going to be a coulda, woulda, shoulda? Because <laughs> I heard that last year and the year before from you. <laughs> or are you going to get on board? Because I don't think it's peaked, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> great. All right. Great. Well, I think that's that's everything, Renee. Thanks very much for for speaking with us. This has been great. My pleasure, and hope to see you and all your clients at, uh, at the next Donnie project. Look Excellent. forward to working with it. Continued working with you, boys. Likewise. Always okay, a pleasure. Absolutely. Okay. Take Thanks. care. Bye. So that was our discussion with Renee Hurston from Ani. Uh, Very interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm a huge she, fan of Renee's. Oh, no kidding. She's always interesting to talk to. And kind of feel like we should have her back. We should start another podcast about interesting life stories and, and have <laughs> the first, the inaugural episode be with Renee. Just the uh, podcast called Renee Hurston, which is a name that we, like, I've been trying. It's been, it's been uh, three years in the making trying to get yeah. it right. but It's uh, Houston with an R. Yeah, Come exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, she's she was fantastic. Uh, she is fantastic. Any any time you're interested in the, the False Creek Flats, uh, you know, there's nobody who's kind of lived and breathed it and believes in that area the way that Renee does. Well, no kidding. I mean, she, to be honest, uh, we were talking about this uh, earlier, but she bought in almost before anybody that, that we knew. She she actually bought a unit for herself. She's moving into it. Yeah. So she's going to be living in Canvas. Um, and you know, and it's, so it, did, you know, Jory was uh, the guy that worked with her. He, he bought in as well. And and I think a bunch of other Oni people did. A lot well. of Oni people bought, I think, at Canvas and Block 100. So they definitely believe in not only their own product, but... Um, the area I, I, well, and the area. So, if if you are, um, if you any any further information, feel free to visit our our website and check out the show notes. Also, um, when more information becomes available yeah. about um, Canvas Phase Two or Great Northern Way, yeah, Great we're, Northern we're Way, be in line right before, right behind Renee. So, uh, but before most other realtors, because we're sure. we're considered brag realtors, so we uh, we do get incentive and early access on any products. So. Yeah. We're very excited that, to offer that to um, to our clients. So yep. if you have any questions or concerns, Matt, how can people reach you? They can reach me at 778-847-2854. That's 778-847-2854 or at matt at scalinarealestate.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. And Adam, what was that uh, nonpartisan email we have? Info at scalinarealestate.com. That's it, guys. Have a great week, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. 2,000 Faces for Radio. Subscribe today.
Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 